Meow 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 Negative 64. We're getting there. We're we're six in a row. Holy shit. We've broken every record since our original run. Right? We are six episodes closer to penance. Uh, I'm Tal. Oh, and we should turn that AC off because I can hear it really loudly in the background. I'm Roland, and uh, Vox should turn that AC off. I'm Vox, and I just did. And I'm hungry for cake. (laughs) And also, for for cake, Willens. That, no, that's not cake. That's not. No, are you covered it, in frosting? It, 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 don't don't answer villains. It. Don't say frosting. <laughs> don't say frosting. Racing. It's either what? cake or someone trying to say cack. Cack. It's cack. Yeah. What, what is cack stuff? C A C K. Everyone likes the cack. <laughs> cack. Uh, what's moose stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we please not steal Family Guy jokes? We, uh, we really just. Don't need to sink that low. No, we don't. We don't need to steal it, but it's not going to stop me from thinking about it and laughing <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, righty. Uh, hold on. I need to adjust my microphone. No. Oh, hopefully the uh, the stream sounds okay. Nope. Because the sound card that it that, that I got in there, um, it was literally $14. Oh my God. That is amazing. <laughs> For a oh god, there I go with this Shh. stupid crackly bitch. Two two ninety nine at Sound Mart. Yeah, kind of that. Bit. Like <laughs> it, Tal, you crackle bitch. Yeah. Uh, so the sound card was fifteen fucking dollars. Oh. Oh shit. Uh, that's not good. No, that's that is not good. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> any hoodle. It's it's not supposed to get worse this quickly. We no. haven't, haven't got millions of rich followers yet. We it's really not don't. fair. There was time now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh man, just yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, kayak. Yeah. Kayak. Yeah. No. No cock. Kayak. Kayak. Good. Kayak. Kayak. You're officially now kayak. Yep. Uh, in case for the people, because we do this way too often and don't ever explain <laughs> to the people who will be listening later who aren't in our stream, we have a listener whose name is spelt and we're trying to pronounce it and we're failing because um, you know. And if you're not on our stream, you should subscribe to us and go listen and watch the stream so that we don't have a stupid obscure YouTube link. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, we know you all have jobs, but you don't need them that much. You really don't. Just subscribe to us. That's all you need to do. Yeah, just go follow our YouTube channel, please, for the love of Christ. Uh, speaking of which, our YouTube channel is. Oh God! So I'll put, a, a, I'll put it, a link on our website. Okay, it, it's a really long, it's, stupid it's fucking name. Fucking yeah. 
because we're not popular enough to have one of those fancy we, we custom we, we, we fucking have two, names. We have two not, word names. We just we, need to go out and get fucking like a shout out on any popular YouTuber. Yeah, we we have not been Good blessed by the YouTube overlords. No. <laughs> And honestly, two-hour-long YouTube videos are not exactly the most popular things on YouTube. No. We we are one of the people very much contributing to the two fucking days an hour thing. So bad. Fuck popular. Like, we're already right now uploading one hour per hour as we speak. <laughs> we're, we're 120, or I guess 148th of the problem well, right we, now. We already put... YouTube at the one-to-one ratio. That's us right now. <laughs> Just us. We put YouTube at one-to-one videos per hour. And we should be proud. Yeah. Yeah. We're, co- we're contributing to the problem. Yeah. We're doing our part. Yeah. Oh, uh, you guys should retweet the we're live Already tweet. Did. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. We're way ahead of you. Well, yeah. hey, ahead of you. But Yay. Uh, Yay. Yeah. So how y'all's doing? Any Any news for you before we get into the... The heavy shit again. I started my job. Hooray! Yay! Finally! Yeah. Does it it suck? No. It's just a little boring because it's really, really easy. Well, use it as the foot in the door. Yeah. And just keep going. It's the kind of thing where it's like... I The way the work goes is there's like a checklist that I have to follow hourly. Right? I have to check systems, make sure shit's running, SSH into shit, make sure it's going... Basically, I just have to make sure everything's hunky-dory and happy. Wait, you don't have monitoring software to do that for you? Uh, we do, but like these are just like some of the extraneous systems that don't quite fit in. Old-ass Linux systems. Oh. Stuff like that. The legacy shit. Yeah, and so I log in and s- literally actually pseudo in... Which is weird, because it gives me the power to like take it down, which, if it does, it costs millions it so but yeah i i can take it take stuff down but anyway i do that and it's like a you know three times and three times an hour i have to do this and it takes two minutes literally two minutes and then like other than that we wait for calls you know wait for emails to come in and then cut tickets and per chance end up on a you know actual like conference but it's so easy. Sounds like, like a fun job. Like imagine basically what I was doing before, just now, three times an hour at three minutes each, essentially. So, yeah. Welcome to the ranks of getting paid too much to do too little. Yeah. I'm actually not getting paid that much less than I was before either, which is... Ugh. <laughs> makes me feel bad almost (laughs) but yeah that's my job i tell you the only downside is i will eventually have to work nights for like a month yep that's kind of balls i'm I'm going the same way pretty quick here which means that scheduling podcast streaming time is going to be a fuck show yep we'll just do it at three in the morning yep because you know stuff nobody has to be awake for work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about uh you adoom anything interesting in your life um no other than i'm steadily becoming a cable wizard i think that's that's about it <laughs> a cable oh yes wizard. you are joining the ranks of wizardry yes you Wizards. betcha yeah hogwarts school of 
cable internet and phone wizardry. <laughs> yeah, I, I've really just sort of devolved into describing my job as phone magician. <laughs> it, to be fair, it is as close to the truth as you ever need to get. Yeah, yeah. you you could explain it to people and be like, "I do this and log into this VoIP thing and do stuff and I provision things," and people be like, "Okay, Christopher uh, Walken." Yeah, well, they're like, "Um, <laughs> you lost me at provision, and I don't understand no. half the words you uh, said." See, the the best part is like, "Oh, what do you do?" Or uh, what's what's your job title? Unified Communications. What? I heard communication. I heard, is that <laughs> with the radio? Are uh, you on radio? Honestly, you could explain it to a lot of, like, when you try to, especially with people, people don't understand wireless. And I, I get why. I, I do get why. But trying to explain to them, like, in any in any sense other than, so your, your router is shouting as loud as it possibly can. Uh, Unfortunately, there's 500 other routers shouting as loud <laughs> as they can. So, so, so your device can't hear your router because there's too many other things shouting over top of it. I, that that is fair, basically wireless. Description. That is yeah. wireless yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Everything's I, screaming at the top of their lungs. I've I've always found that car analogies work great. Yeah. You, you know that that YouTube video of the like the chipmunk or gopher or whatever it is that's sitting there going, "Hey! Hey!" <laughs> you know, for fucking like 10 minutes. Alan, yep. That's Alan. basically how wireless works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forever. <laughs> your router just sits there. Alan Alan, <laughs> Alan. I was like, Alan. I, I remember reading about like the um, how people like um, I, I think it was phone. No, something about like the the invisible wireless networks and how essentially they they're broadcasting just every once in a while. Going, oh yeah, it was wireless routers broadcasting themselves every once in a while. It's like, yep, hey, hey, if, hey. If which wanna... makes them not so invisible. Uh, surprisingly enough. Yep. If you want to see something that's really, really gross, you compare network traffic on a a landline and compare it to wireless, and you get to just see the like sixteen extra steps for every single send that every it has to do. fucking packet has like thirty five other packets attached to it. Basically, yep, it's just. Well, there's so much overhead. It's a whole lot of like, the router goes, hey, are you still there? The computer goes, yeah, I'm still here. Hey, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. And I have something for you. Oh, cool. I got it. Hey, did you did you get the message that, you, that, that said that I got it? Yeah, I got the message that said that you got it. Hey, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Here, I got something for you. <laughs> yep. Like, that's that's wireless communication in a nutshell. It, it's it's loud. Uh, it's <laughs> It's pretty. It's pretty fantastic, though. It's it's a lot of fun. A lot of a lot of cool stuff to learn. Uh, and someone in the chat is asking me what I'm vaping tonight. Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to check. It's, how do we ban cock? He he just said we're not as cool as an outcast. Uh, I am vaping world's best custards, Paris Fog sugar cookie custard flavor. Whoa! Uh, oh my god, that's you are so that's delicious. Too Queer. many words on a three milligram nicotine. You just reached a hipster level of like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's over Fucking, nine. Okay, I was on. I smoke <laughs> only the finest. This, synthesized herbs from the Alps this isn't raised even by the, monks this isn't even the most premium flavor I have the b b best one I have is the 
uh, Mistress Eleanor, uh, which is the banana bread flavor that That's I have. So that sounds erotic. It is so good, but I'm out right now. I went through an entire 100 milliliter bottle in like three weeks. Lol. <laughs> Holy sh shiza manelli but we yeah. get it you vape i well okay so i was on irc the other day and uh why well because <laughs> i i go onto the the furry ircs every once in a while to hang out in edmonton's irc channel and stuff yeah it's and, because everyone in edmonton is old yeah, well fucking orky was like you're the biggest hipster i know and i was like how the fuck am I a hipster? Most of the music I listen to is like fucking top 40s. I I don't own flannel. Like, I, I don't get it. And he was like, well, you have records. I'm like, that that is currently one of the most top selling like mediums for music. Like, I am so mainstream, it hurts. It's it's friendly it's friendly ribbing. You're not an actual hist hipster, but it's, but but it's, it's orky. A, yeah. a histper, but hister. A histper. A histper. Histper. Um, no, don't yeah. don't say well, hisper. Because of it, we got in a debate over what's a hipster, and people were like, "No, you're a hipster because you're denying that you're a hipster." No, no, that the, fucking cyclical what, logic doesn't work. Logic. Yeah, they, they it's impossible the, to not be a hipster. Cool, they then. put up the link to Wikipedia, which one of the first things it says is that hipsters generally do not self-identify as hipsters. And then, but I kept reading, and one of the funniest things in that article is that it it says that hipsters, like, and like I'm not making this up, it says hipsters are basically twenty twenty uh, first century young bohemians, and I'm like. Uh. A, a bohemian. But the the entire <laughs> argument is circling back on themselves because they're trying to tell you what a hipster is, therefore implying they are not hipsters, which makes them hipsters. Well, like I'm reading it, and like words like bohemian and bourgeois kept coming up, and I'm just like, I find it really funny that on the article about hipsters, it's being really pretentious. Yeah, they're talking about bourgeois and bohemians and shit, and I'm like, this is. This is the most hipster article I have ever read. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what it basically is. It's like a think of it as like a a trendy new age traditionalist. That's well, exactly what it is. Everything was better in the old days, but with new shit attached to it. Well, it <laughs> but with an iPod glued to yes. it. Well, it, it, it's funny because they were talking about like uh, like all the criticisms for hipsters, and people were talking about how like hipsters basically just take. All of, like they appropriate all of these things from different cultures and different time periods and then distill them down into meaningless shit. It was the basic <laughs> argument against them. They're, they're like, they're the people who basically take irony to such an extreme that it becomes meaningless and they introduce cultures in such a way that they become meaningless. So basically they are the thing that takes the things you love and turns them into meaningless shit that you hate. It ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> this kills the movement. Think of it. Think of it like, you know what I really miss? Stray razors. I miss like a hot shave. But you know what? Stray razors, they're just not quite doing it for me. I feel like we should put a motor on a stray razor. <laughs> no, and I feel that's what it's it like. Needs, it needs to vibrate like new razors, yeah. but still be a straight razor. Oh, yeah. That's See, that, exactly it. That I, I want like a double-edged safety razor, though. Like That would be pretty yeah, cool. I oh, totally. I kind of want one of those. 
but like uh, hipster that was, that was the word that they used actually was that hipsters are so obsessed with authenticity that they take authenticity to such a point where it's no longer authentic yeah orky is the biggest hipster of them all in that case <laughs> yeah yep. uh, i hope he's not listening <laughs> <laughs> what about what about you vox how was your week though we didn't actually make it to you I know. Or did we make it to Roland? You were yeah. talking about Roland. Roland has, it to Roland has a thing he, I'm sure he wants to I, talk about. Yeah, you, you well, were talking I, about work at one point. I, I was talking about work, but he forget was about off that. Adam's topic. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I could talk about RF, or do we want to save that for later? After all the bullshit you want to talk about we'll and whatever that. sad thing you have to talk about. We'll, we'll save <laughs> exactly. that for later to try to cheer okay. people up. And yeah, make we'll, people we'll not save angry. it for before emails. Yeah, uh, they, we'll we'll have a. <laughs> A con recap segment, yeah. assuming nobody uh, else has prepared one. That sounds good to Turkey, me. no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Phil just punched the nose of our shark it's, into it's, its body. It's, it's a cave nose shark. It's Beluga the shark. <laughs> Why am I allowed to live? It, it looks like it's trying to eat itself. Its own face. <laughs> If I eat myself, do I weigh nothing or do I become twice as big? <laughs> uh, as for me, though, um, yeah, it's been a pretty standard week. I've been playing an awful lot of Destiny, actually. Like, an awful lot. I I've been ignoring everything else. I can get behind that. PC or GTFO. But it's not available, so I play it on PS4, which is uh, the best console. That's the quickest hey. way to make me not play hey. something. <laughs> Well, to be fair, then they just don't need your money, which to be fair, they don't. They so. really don't. It's it's fun. You're missing out. You're, you're missing out. I just but, yeah. want it on PC. That's I all know. I ask. And that's, and that's fine. It, it'll, it's it'll fine. can't be that happen. hard. It was developed on PCs. Like... <laughs> You no, know, if you totally bought consoles on a Linux or on a PS4 directly, <laughs> it, just... if if you bought consoles like you bought computers, you'd have Destiny by now. Uh, I mean, I the last amount of money. Well, okay, no, that yeah. yeah. I mean, technically, yeah. you have two consoles that can play Destiny. I those actually haven't been plugged in in several months. I know. I love how they've turned into the decoration for your TV stand. Yeah, like uh, my consoles are more decoration and anything. Like even my PS4 used to just be a fucking your PS3 or yeah, PS3. Not even PS4. PS3 used to be just a Gran Turismo and Netflix box, and my Xbox 360 was nothing but a forza box that's it that's all i've played on it is forza and that's that's it and then now there's things like project cars so i just don't need them anymore but yeah yeah so that that's me more or less lots and lots of destiny mm, destiny so and i had a great weekend y'all all hear about later yep. yes Yay! Later. So Yay! If if I have to Self put a restraint. vote in, why don't we why don't we get the thing over first? Yeah, let's let's get your topic over with. So, yeah, so it's that interesting thing. that someone in the chat, Ralga. By the way, this is your one. This topic for the next year. Enjoy it. I, I'm probably going to talk about it again at some point. No, but uh, so <laughs> absolutely Ralga not. In the chat brought up culture called the cultural appropriation, and uh, this kind of gives me a bit of a segue into the uh, thing. Just get to your next point. So 
Uh, I'd be really amazed if anybody at this point didn't know what Gamergate was. What's Gamergate? <laughs> I've completely stripped it from memory willingly. Give us a short, <sighs> concise oh. summary. That is impossible. Well, then, it's, it's literally not possible. What does Gamergate stand for? That, what do they actually do? That is a big question. Um, okay, so, then what's your thing now, then? Okay, basically, Gamergate all started when this guy, uh, fuck, what was his name? Eron? Eron, I think. Put up a big post on the internet about uh, how his girlfriend at the time, uh, fuck, which one was it? I think it was Zoe. Not that it matters. Anyway, guy puts up a big post about this girl who happens to be a game dev uh, about how she was cheating on him with a bunch of people and basically how she was being really shitty to him. A bunch of shit happened. People found out that apparently some of the people that she was allegedly cheating on him with were games reporters who had given her game good reviews. Immediately called into question things like journalistic integrity within the scene uh, because a lot of people had already been noticing that the main sites like Kotaku and stuff like that tended to all release articles that sounded very much the same and very much had a very strong political and social agenda attached to them pretty much every time. So people are pissed off on two fronts that there's this weird ethics thing happening with journalism not really going not being journalistic and instead being friends helping out friends and giving shitty reviews to people who don't agree to their politics and then on top of that it also pissed people off because it touched on the rather sensitive and nuanced topics of social justice and social progressivism Mm -hmm. um big one being feminism and stuff like that so there's a lot of anger. Oh yeah, the <laughs> internet rage machine on this particular area is. See, I'm just surprised still... that anyone. I'm just surprised that anyone was surprised that Gawker like didn't put out quality media. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it wasn't just Gawker. It was like Kotaku and a bunch of other shit too. No, Ga- the Gawker network is Kotaku, Lifehacker, um, uh, fucking still. Jalopy, Io9, uh, Jezebel, all of it. It's yeah. the Gawker network, um, and it's all garbage. Yeah, well, and one of the other things, too, the, like I said, it touched on things like social progressivism, which is already a sensitive topic and angers people. No matter how you talk about it, people get pissed off yeah. when it, you say things. It's, it's just a hot-button topic right yeah. now. There's no way to be sensitive about it. No. So mm-hmm. one of the things that happened, though, is that like one of, one of the big things that... Uh, actually got me a little into it was that one of the people that ended up really involved in it by really defending these people saying that oh this girl did nothing wrong and you're just you know you're you're slut shaming and her personal life has nothing to do with you and all that and it's like well no because this isn't her personal life anymore this is her business life that's gotten involved with this but it just turned into basically one side screaming misogyny really really loudly anytime anybody on the other side tried to say something and that just pissed more people off so then people on the other side start screaming and then now everyone's screaming at each other and, and there's no discussion and so then, yeah what happened recently so recently though two of the people involved anita sarkeesian and i i believe it was zoe quinn though i'm sure if i got this wrong we're going to get uh, fucking we, we terabytes have, of hate mail don't worry i have internet. the filter set up yeah so it was anita sarkeesian and i'm pretty sure zoe quinn 
went to the UN recently over uh, to talk about harassment. And I, I say this and it hurts me to say the words because it's such bullshit. They went to the UN to talk about harassment of women on the internet and specifically internet violence mostly talking about mostly in reference to the and i'm not making this up the mean tweets that they've been getting calling them horrible shit and telling them to die and whatnot because mm -hmm. you know they're loud outspoken people who honestly like anita anita's the woman who said who, who after that one school shooting actually went out on her twitter account and I, like again not making this up said that we need to do something before more men and boys kill people. So, it, like, it, one of those extremist rad femme types and another one of those extremist rad femme types went to the UN to complain about mean tweets, specifically to push a censorship agenda and try to get the UN involved in mass censorship and mass litigation against people who say things that they don't like. Yes, I okay, I have a huge, huge problem with that. Yes, um, and it looks actually like a lot of the UN kind of has been taking it seriously. Mostly because a lot of the UN is made up of countries like, whoa, you know, Saudi Arabia type countries and China and Russia who are already basically looking for a reason to push censorship onto the Internet on a global scale. Right. This is already something that they're trying to do. And now you have these two American women's women's uh, <laughs> Go these, on. these two American women claiming that because people say mean things to them on the Internet, that these people should be uh, you should be able to send these people to jail for it. OK, so. Yeah, my regardless of the sociopolitical background of the people who are, are doing this. Because I'll tell you right now, I am so disconnected from... <laughs> Basically, if you put the word gate on it, I stop paying attention because I'm just not interested in the bullshit that comes along with it. But, um, yeah, the, the problem that you're getting into there is any want for global censorship, I think, is a negative direction. A hugely negative direction. And we touched a little bit on this last we week, did. actually. And, we did. And, and got some good talk on it, but... The, the problem that you're going to run into is as soon as you are allowed to to take someone's voice away, when do you stop? Yeah, who, right. gets, who gets to decide specifically what right. counts as offensive material, right? And, like, I'm sure they want to make sure that it is to protect women, which that's a good goal. But there's so many problems with the way people in general are going around all kinds of topics these days. Well, like. I even, can't even keep it straight. Even to be honest. the the goal of protecting women in itself isn't necessarily a good goal to have because by defining women as victims in need of protection, what you're doing is taking away their agency, right? It's a problem because when something is just a victim and and needs protection, what you're actually saying is that it they're weak. What you're saying is they're weak, they can't protect themselves, they, they can't do this on their own, yep. they, need, they need protection. You know, they're basically, they went to the UN and go and cried to the UN and said, we're strong, independent women, please protect us. Right? It, it, it just, it doesn't work that way. It, it really doesn't. And it, it also negates the fact that, like, 
How many death threats do you think male like internet celebrities get on an average day? Like these aren't just random women. These these women have hundreds of thousands of followers. And uh, you know, you look at anyone on the same platform, on the same level that they're at, like fuck, like, let's take Markiplier for example. How many fucking death threats and you're fucking stupid and shut the fuck up and all that bull How much of that do you think he gets in a day? Yeah. Oh, and then I know he does get some. He's talked about it before. Exactly. Like all of these people get tons of it, right? It, it's not just women that are seeing this, but the, the thing is what they're doing is pushing this agenda and it's to make money. The people like Zoe Quinn and Anita specifically have actually profited in the ranges of hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing this. Well, it's just using victimization to, to screw with the general public, like make everybody feel sorry for them. But I, I, you know what, but I'm sorry because you're not the, you're not the fucking only ones again. Yeah. Like you yeah. just said, fucking, do you want to know how many, how many random people get heckled on the internet? You know, death threats and just like oh. bringing people <clears throat> down and insulting people <clears throat> and bullshit like that. It happens everywhere. So yeah. get over yourself and get off your high horse and fucking deal yeah. with it. Like everybody else does and continue your life without trying to make some sort of big bullshit statement. Well, a, uh, a somewhat relevant thing that happened to me when I uh, arrived in Seattle on Thursday, uh, we went down to Pike place and when we got off the train there, it was me and like six other friends just walking some woman in the middle of the street just screams out, you're all going to die, faggots. Yeah. And yep. a, a black guy at the same time also walked by muttering to himself. It was very creepy. And then an, a little old lady, like, with a walker and a giant cross taped to the front with things written on it. I'm like, huh. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's by no means only them. Yeah. And, and but but the thing is what they're doing like they're, I don't even like to me I don't honestly believe that they are you know in actually interested in trying to help the situation I really don't well these yeah, well because because what they're doing is they're profiting off of it well and I think what like with these with these two in particular especially Ernita um, Sarkeesian is they've they they've become so about themselves and about their message they're no longer part of any other message no right well, well they're part of the radical feminist me message the tumblr sjw message i don't hear any other message being talked about except for exactly what she's she wants yeah right and this happens like th this problem isn't just in the feminist community it's in all kinds of social communities oh, like, yeah and like the fact that they're getting up to the un that that's not good yeah, I they mean, uh, on top of the UN, they were invited to the to Google Ideas. Actually, that was also pretty recent. They Google invited them down to the Google Ideas think tank mm -hmm. uh, to try to talk, you know, talk to them and get some ideas about how to, you know, curb in internet harassment. Which, to be fair, like, online harassment is an issue. It's yeah, and a, it's it, a good goal. How do you curb something like that? Like that's how do the you do problem. that without stifling? People's voices, people's yeah. Yeah, exactly. real voices. Well, the biggest problem that people are running into is that people are mistaking harassment for disagreeing. Yes. Right? Yeah. The the whistleblowing or the throwing a fit for not agreeing with your opinion, that has been around a long time, and it's reaching this 
hysterical. Look, yeah. look at censorship going the other way. Like, you know, you have these people going in saying, we need to stop these people from saying mean things, regardless of whether or not they're mean. Like, let's say they're completely justified. Let's look at, you know, what's happening. In, for example, Google, you said YouTube. The second, and I know this has changed slightly, but the the second anyone reports something for uh, copyright infringement or for being, you know, not to someone's liking, you hit the report button, it's removed. It's gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Automatically. And look at, like, the shitstorm that creates. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And you can see Google is only just now managing to find a different way to handle that. And it's basically to back out. It's basically the, like literally giving the RIAA and MPAA the finger. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, they've changed the burden of of responsibility from the the uh, claimant to the claimee. Yeah, I think this is the right way. Basically, the person who is calling the the claim now has to prove yeah the the issue, which probably should have been in the first place. Yeah. Well, and, and oh my God, this mic. Um, one of the big problems that you you run into that with run into with that though when you're talking to these kinds of people specifically is that if you even mention that the proof uh, you know the the burden of proof in cases like this kind of lies with the claimee um they turn around and start oh my god what the fuck yeah they turn around and they villainize you well they turn around and start calling you a victim blamer yeah right and and that's that right there is the thing that bugs me the most. And it's the, one of the reasons I've disconnected with the whole thing is because you can't have a discussion. It's impossible because the moment you try to bring up a point they don't like, instead of replying to your argument, they, they villainize, they you. villainize you and shut the argument down. But yeah. that's, that's, that's why there will be no, that's why there will only ever be one sided progression. It's a one way thought tunnel. It's not, it's not, I will make my case. You will make yours, like you said. It's it's nothing. It's nothing but it's our way. That's it. If you disagree with it, you're a horrible person, or you know you're a you're an enabler. You're the, a harasser. Yeah, yeah. you're you know you're a misogynist. You're you're clearly a violent, awful, disgusting monster of a yeah. male well, like, species. And, like that's just it. Just goes too far. Like well, they, they need to be receptive of other ideas and other things but they're not so therefore why why should anybody else be receptive to their ideas mm -hmm. and that's the shitty part is it's not happening on both sides everybody's yeah. listening to them but they won't listen to anybody else so why should anybody else listen to them well i think the one people that the one thing that people really kind of refuse to consider is you know how anybody else deals with this kind of criticism or like Threats, um, you know, think of Markiplier, of Game Grumps, of a lot of the popular YouTubers that receive, you fucking suck at video games, you fucking suck, you should die, go die in a fire, you homosexual, whatever. One thing and, I really, sorry, continue. Well, like, and, you know, they read these comments and there comes a point where they realize, I don't have to fucking read these things. Yep. They're on the internet. Yep. Like, I'm reminded just quickly of... Just a short little um, anecdote, and it's this kid on the laptop getting bullied online, and he complains to his dad. The dad comes over, shuts the laptop, and goes, there, fucking magic. <laughs> like, that's what I think of when it comes to this kind of thing, because you're not directly exposed to this kind of thing. You have the option to turn it off, to ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it uh, trust me it's hard i mean i i've been bullied in real life like most of us i'm sure have gone through something oh, yeah. similar right yeah i totally did it's hard to to avoid in in real life these days but online you have that that extra step of being able to to disconnect and i know that there's lots of people who say that's the wrong way to go about it but unless you have the 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 self um restraint no no uh, uh words are failing for me uh oh god i feel terrible my english just turned off uh self-respect yeah and uh confidence in your your own your, yourself to be able to read these things and realize that this is just mean text and like, you can put it away um some of the the things that i like that people have done with stuff like this is like jimmy kimmel's you know celebrities read mean tweets and yeah. uh, jack septica he actually reads through his comments all the time and he just tells people to fuck off all the time oh yeah like, like just go away you're <laughs> stupid leave me alone yeah no nobody's absolutely immune to to criticism or no. insults or bullying like these are things that we as people need to learn to deal with. Yeah, well... And in, the same goes for things like rejection or, like, you know, people crying discrimination when they don't like a certain body type because you're shallow and an asshole. I'm like, no, I don't think that's true. No. Well, no. And one of the things, too, that you, you end up seeing a lot of with this kind of stuff, like, one of the biggest things I, I have to say to people who are like, well, you know, people shouldn't have to deal... Well, no, you shouldn't have to, but the thing is... You do. Uh, reality does not give a shit yeah. about your feelings. You know, you can talk on the internet about how people shouldn't do something, but reality doesn't fucking care, uh, right? You can be triggered by as many words as you want to be triggered by. You can claim that you're being harassed by all this shit, but the thing is, reality doesn't fucking care. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't. Like, I don't mind if people want to try and like like build support groups or you know, no that, get together. There's lots and lots of constructive ways to help and deal with this, but none of it is militant. None of it is aggressive. No, right? You don't go out and hunt down anyone. Never, like, never, never, ever. And like things like the trigger warnings and all that stuff. Like it's a very hot topic um, as far as the things like the writing community go as well. You have people from universities and whatever other social warrior groups and people saying that you should label your content like the, the fucking bleeding heart pomegranate. Yeah. Or, you know, like, and some of the more sensitive topics like rape or genocide or war. But the there's a point to where the, the ridiculousness of it all has to stop. Well, the big problem with things like that is that these things are fucking real. Yes. They exist. Like, they are real. It, it absolutely devalues the impact that, they, that these things really do have on our lives. Yeah. yeah. You I mean, know, I'm not going to swear at the world because it wasn't insensitive to my feelings by letting any, like, pe any people I care about die. Yeah. Well, I, like, and one of the other things, too, that's happening is that this whole social movement has kind of been co-opted by like really shitty people, right? Like I was mentioning the Google ideas thing that happened. Um, several people were brought in one of them being, um, Oh God, uh, I can't even remember her real name. Uh, Randy, Randy Harper. Um, she created this organization called something to do with like organization to stop abuse on the internet or some bullshit like that. But the thing is this woman, has on several accounts been 
involved in harassing other people and getting people fired. Um, she even put up tweets bragging about how when she was called by a collection agency that she was going to uh, release the name of the owner of the agency and his family. And she did. Right. She she un, she put his name and his family's name out there in public, along with like their address and shit. And this is the yeah, and this is the person that Google invited to talk to them about how to stop internet harassment. You know, it, it is just, the the problem though. Then is that n- nobody is speaking out against these people when they're on the side of you know social progression at at all. And like, I'm very much on the side of social progression. Like, you know, gay rights and trans rights and women not getting beat up. Like, that's all great shit. But these people are horrible people, and yeah. someone needs to speak out against them. There's, there's no, there's no doubt that they're, you know, they're, they clearly have an agenda of their own, and you know, fuck everyone else's agenda. But at the same time, like, were we not, were we not talking recently about how someone's previous action shouldn't dictate their their current stature but don't don't get me wrong they've still done a lot of horrible things and i'm not defending them. well this wasn't like in the past either this is like very recent like this year oh well in that case continuing and continuing to do these things like if they were to tomorrow switch topics completely change their attitude i could see these people being very very valuable yeah to things like the fight against you know women uh, violence against women and all that because they have hugely listened to voices Yep. The problem is they're going about it in such a way that it's it's aggressive and it's 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 just it's the wrong way to go about <laughs> yeah. this kind of social It's violent change. is you, what it is. You, it's one way. You yeah. know that there's a point where these people did become so popular because they're so vindictive, well, because they're so adamant, that, because they're so very that opinionated. That is the entire issue, right? The people reason they're do, doing this stuff is, like I said, because they've profited yep. in the hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing it. And there are lots of truly shitty people out there that are more than happy to follow those kinds of people. Yeah. Well, and if the uh, current U.S. election prospects are anything to yeah. go by, we know people will listen to loud idiots oh, yeah. all they want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like... And that's like not just loud idiots, but loud racist assholes. Yeah. Like, and like, these are the people. Like the all of these people. They're like again getting back to that whole censorship argument. Th- one of them actually said something along the lines of freedom of speech becomes devalued when too many people claim it. No, and it's like. Uh, you read that and it's like, but isn't that the point? That, that's the yeah. whole point. Is that everybody gets to right? claim it. Let's let's take the same statement and apply it to something else. Freedom of religion, right? Freedom of religion becomes devalued when too many people claim it. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's just like basically what they're trying to... And like, I know what they mean by that. Everybody knows what they're talking about. What they're saying is that the opinions of the prototypical, you know, white cis scum that they always end up bitching about, that their opinions don't matter. That's what they're, that's what they really mean. They'll never admit it, but that's what they're actually trying to say. Yeah. Like, and it's basically, they're trying to say that we should silence all white men. But the thing that they don't realize, and this, this is why it pisses me off so much is that not long ago, being homosexual 
was considered offensive and an affront to the you know it, it was it was you know a really controversial topic and not long ago had rules enforcing offensive speech been put in the gay like the gay rights movement would have been set back 25 fucking years oh yeah like you know none of this would have do you think gay marriage would have happened if you know 60 years ago people had decided that offensive speech uh needs to be curbed right like what would have happened right nobody would have been able to talk about furthering gay rights because again the side that has the power would decide what's acceptable to talk about exactly right Right. And, and, and so they're pushing this censorship agenda, not realizing that it's, it's actually setting them like that. What they've done is they've actually set back like the feminist movement by like a good 15 years by going down this road, by claiming that women are these, you know, helpless victims. Like they, they like Anita specifically bitches about the, um, the princess, you know, the helpless princess trope all mm-hmm. the time. But the thing is what they're doing is literally the helpless princess trope just in real life, right? What they're claiming is that they're this helpless thing that needs protection from all this shit. When that's exactly the kind of thing that actual feminism is completely against, right? It's about, you know, agency and self-sufficiency. Well, and really the last thing that anybody needs to be called a misogynist for is like coming up with not the, you know, strong female character if that's not what they feel like doing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. That was, that's one, like Anita is an t- entirely different piece of work talking about how like if you make a weak female character, though, that's the helpless female trope. But if you make a strong female character, she actually has something called like the strong female trope which is apparently another stereotype that's bad. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck so do you want? So you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Exactly. There will be it's no all... pleasing these people. No. It, it almost feels like they're saying it's a commentary on like the whole Butch Dyke lesbian kind of thing. Like, Yeah, well, it, it comes down it, uh, to, like, it just comes down to a whole lot of bullshit from, like, no matter what you do. Yeah. They're, they're going to bitch about it. They're not going to be happy. Like, there's no point in trying to, you know kowtow dowing to them because it's not going to work it's the, they're just they're just looking for they're looking for attention and that's yeah. what, exactly what they've got and they're going to keep riding the attention train all the way to bullshit town well and that's why i was saying that i don't honestly believe that they want oh okay no uh, <laughs> apparently right. you're done yeah well uh, I, that's why i was saying that I, I don't actually believe that they want to help because what happens if these issues suddenly become fixed they're out of a job a job that's been making them, again, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this has actually happened several times where a couple of the people and, you know, the main people involved in these kinds of things, you know, they started losing attention. People stopped paying attention to them. People stopped talking about them. And the f- every time they went out and said some heinous shit on Twitter, which immediately had a massive backlash from people, again, you know, disagreeing with them in pretty shitty terms (laughs) uh you know sending death threats and rape threats and all that kind of shit and then they take that all these things put them into a picture and go see look i'm being harassed 
Yeah, it's proving well, their point. And then, here's the thing: we're we're talking about it, aren't we? Yeah, well, at your insistence. Well, but the, you know that that specific person actually has been called on called out on doing exactly that several times, right? They people stop paying attention. They go out and they say some stupid shit. And then they get attention again and suddenly their Patreons start exploding because they're being harassed and they need help. So it, it, it's like, it, it, like, I don't think they want to fix the problem. That's why you see shit like the, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because they're basically making the problem unfixable. That's what they're doing. Well, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're just, they'll just scream and moan and piss and whine and, you know, and do whatever they have to do to get attention. And when... Again, as when people go, that's kind of bullshit. Maybe you should just grow up and deal with it and put on your big girl panties and fucking, you know, shit happens. People are sometimes mean and sometimes people disagree with you and that's fucking life. But they'll yep. just, again, use that as more fuel. So you know what? Yeah. If everyone fucking ignores them, which is hard as it's going <laughs> to be, and as much well, as you want to tell them that they're fucking morons... If everyone would ignore them, they would, it's like they never existed but and they the, would just slowly. The thing is, they're still going to get attention then from the wrong people. And if the right people ignore them, then they're just going to get louder and louder with a group of, you know, fucking hypnotized followers. Are we the right people to give these people attention? There's, there's not, that's the thing is there's not enough of right people. What is a right person? It doesn't matter what. The right person says again. We're, we're, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. I'd we're, say differing opinions. We're telling anyone whether or not they agree with these people or not about these people's existence and their Patreon, apparently. Yeah, well, all of them have Patreons, and anytime something happens, they all put up their Patreons. But like the big thing, though, when it comes to pushing a censorship agenda, which it, that was the big thing that really fucking set me off really badly did it trigger you well what happened is in the un immediately of course fucking like saudi arabia is like all over this shit because they're like oh you mean that we could tell people not to talk about muhammad like like in all of these countries you know china's like hey we could call talking about our government offensive speech yeah well let's do this shit yeah Right. And, but the second, the thing is, I know for a fact that the second any kind of thing went like that went in, they'd immediately turn around and talk about how now it's being used against them. And, it, oh, like it, mm. again, again, <laughs> this was, this was totally clarified. It not, not this particular one, but totally clarified last week. The internet is all or nothing. You get, Everything, Everything, including all the bullshit, all the horrible things, all the cat videos you can watch, all the all the most. <laughs> uh, that's amazing, Roland. That's amazing. I was actually just thinking that yeah. in my head. Tal, the, tal the, is, yeah, the, the triggering intensifies. intensifies. Well, actually, well, that's another problem too. Actually, with the triggering intensified as a joke, right? I actually lately have been seeing, like, on Reddit, and this isn't on, like, Kotaku in action. Your first problem or, is Reddit but, and the comments. But, like, just on general subreddit, like, on motorcycles, for example, just today, somebody was making fun of fucking, you know, triggers and, you know, something, like, you know, they, they're talking about, like, you know, car shit lord, you know, and, like, they've basically turned social justice at this point 
into a massive joke that'll like either people are like hugely just like right into militant activists or it's a joke and they take none of it seriously. And the thing is a lot of it has to be taken seriously. It can't all just be jokes, but by making the message so extreme, people are like, well, it's Godwin's law. Like you can't tell the difference between what's fucking satire and what's not at this point. Like, and when social justice becomes a joke, right, you're, you're right back to square fucking one. Well, welcome to the world of the internet. That's, that's welcome, how it is. Welcome to the world. Yeah. There are plenty of people that don't take yeah. many serious issues seriously. I, I do, I get annoyed when people say, you know, welcome to the internet, because the internet's not the problem. The ability to speak to thousands of anonymous people, and not even, like, the anonymity is not that big a portion of it the ability to just get on the internet and say your words out to millions of people can build these communities and build these people together and, just and as far as big. as far as reddit's concerned anonymity is a lot of the point uh much yep. like 4chan was uh because the the whole it, it's kind of like being furry a little bit where you don't really want anyone to know what your like furry name is or anything like that a lot of these handles are based off the fact that, like, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. So you can be as big of a fucking piece of Yeah, and, human and some people truly do take it that far. Like, yeah. well, I always act the same on the internet as I would in person. It's kind yeah. of stupid otherwise. Well, in the, like, a lot of, uh, the other thing, too, that happens on the internet is people will do shit just to do shit because they can. Like, yeah. you know. As we discussed last week. Trolls are going to troll. Like, and there's nothing that's going to stop them. And yep. if you do take measures to stop them, what you're actually going to end up doing is stopping other people with legitimate opinions. Right. And you kind of got to take the good with the bad. You really do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and these people are trying to stop both. And I don't think they, well, actually, no, I know that they realize exactly what they're doing. Well, like kind of on this topic as well, is it one of the like most flippant comments that disappoints me so much inside is the people that like you know i have zero fucks to give ha 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 and that actually really hits close to home because i've literally had zero fucks and it's <laughs> like it, it's not pleasant no it is absolutely like you just feel empty inside well it, yeah it's a depressive state when yeah. you stop when you stop reacting to the world around you, you are no longer properly handling. You are whole, your situation. Like, yeah. uh, you've read the um, hyperbole and a half comic on depression. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, you feel removed. You don't actually like have. You don't have feelings anymore. You don't get those. No, you just kind of watch they your don't life as if it's a movie. You, they don't belong to you anymore. And, like, literally, I've had times where I'm like, I'm going to try to smile because that's the natural reaction to this, but yeah. nothing. Like, and I, I really hate when people tell me that, like, they don't give a fuck or they have zero fucks to give because it's overtired, like, overplayed, it's, just flippant bullshit. Yeah, it's the same thing that was popular in my high school, too cool to care. Yeah. Uh, I was yep. actually talking, bitching about that on Twitter not long ago about, like, you know, I don't care... Of if you disagree or agree or are just an idiot. It's what makes conversation so wonderful yeah, to disagree with someone. Have a fucking opinion, though. Like, at least have an opinion on something because, like, at least, like, care enough 
to either, you know, lean or even if you fall completely neutral, like at least care enough about the world around you Actually, to formulate some sort of fucking opinion about um, it. Domix on YouTube did, did a pretty decent video on the statement, I don't care. And it, it the, the term I don't care is used simply to express his indifference to a subject <laughs> and how it's misinterpreted. Yeah, well, and I, I get a lot, like, one of the things that really pissed me off the most is when people actually do the whole, like, like they brag about how much they don't care. Right? Yeah, As of course it, you don't, because yeah. you're bragging about it and you don't care about yeah. that. There, and it, it literally becomes the whole, I'm too cool to give a shit about what's going on around me argument. It's the same thing, like, people do that with politics. They're like... Oh, you know, they like they brag about how they don't vote because oh <laughs> it, it like they're like it's all bullshit. <laughs> I don't fucking vote, and I'm like, like at least give enough of a shit to like you know feel bad about not voting. Like, come the fuck on, well, or like Karen, like if you really cared that much about like how much politics sucks or anything like that like even if you invalidated your vote, that would be giving more of a shit, yeah, and more it, of a statement, like by a percent. Yeah, people who scratch their ballots are just as bad because right. it's the same statement. Only they wasted a bunch of extra time and money doing it. Yeah, well, the, it's still more than doing nothing. <laughs> See, in my opinion, if you if you hate the system that fucking much and you hate all the people in your riding that fucking fucking run, run, do it. If you think everyone else is fucking shit, sign the fuck up. Like, oh my god, if you think you have a better idea and you can do it better, go do it. I'm I'm not sure I agree with you on that. I, I white that's a little that's a little white nighty and I think that's like come on Tal if you're like the Harper government you fucking hate the Harper government you should run for for fucking prime minister. No because you think you can do it better, right? No, I don't think I can do it better than the current candidates. But like that's the thing. I'm talking about the people specifically who are saying everyone sucks and I don't like any of them. And I'm like, well, if you think they all fucking suck, you run. You do a better job. Uh, it like, takes a ridiculous I'm, amount of time and money and dedication that people do not have time I, for. I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to disagree with that, too, because I I can honestly say I, I don't vote, and it's not because I hate everyone or anything like that. You know why I don't vote? Because it's it's my fucking choice. That's I, why. I, and you know what? Honestly, that's not, I don't think that's a bad thing. Honestly, the, it's my, it's my choice to not vote because, well, I don't feel as if I just, honestly, I, I don't ag agree with a lot of the bullshit that goes on. And honestly, the problem you is you, you are because you are doing nothing to change it. You are sitting there and letting it happen to you. That's, that's fine. That's my yeah. choice though. And uh, I mean, like hmm? there, there is also a big difference though, between like quietly not voting and bragging about how little uh, you care. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't yeah. brag about it. That's the thing. I just, I just choose not to. And I feel like that's okay. Like yeah. th there is a point to when somebody makes a conscious decision to do or not to do something that is their choice. And as for people that say like, you know, I hate the system. That's why I don't vote. Cause everyone sucks. And I mean, it's, like if you you know of all the people that we have to vote for if you disagree with none of them are you gonna go like are you gonna vote for the one that you think is the shittiest what's the point of that 
Well, and, and like, I don't know. To me, I always saw it as if you hate all of them, there's got to be one that you hate less. You, you, you know what was a great, like, social commentary on the whole voting thing? It's when fucking Krang and Kronos from The Simpsons, like, come down, assimilate the two candidate presidents, and they start running for president. And the one guy's like, oh, I think I'll vote for a third candidate. And his response is, go ahead, throw your vote away. And it ends up being one of them gets elected and they fucking take over the world anyway. And then Homer's like, don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. It's the same fucking thing if that's how you view it. Well, the thing is, like voting for the third candidate, like... You know, that's it, invalidating your vote, though. What's the point? It, it's not. We've been argued that it's better. It's not as it, it's, it's just it's, as good as doing nothing. It, it's really not. If you if you're voting for a third candidate, or hell, even a write-in vote, because that's allowed. Um, you're like, is voting for a third candidate allowed? Well, I'm okay. pretty sure it's not. Well, it, it, it's not just a two-party system in the states. There are you know there are independents that run. And voting for one of them is largely actually seen in the States as throwing your vote away because none of them ever even get close. But the thing is that everybody decides, like, or not even everybody, but a, a certain a measurable percentage of people vote for these candidates. Then actually a third party, like an actual national third party is allowed to be formed around these candidates. Right. So it's not doing nothing, even if they don't get in. It's like here when people talk about how the Green Party, blah, 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 oh, it's throwing your vote away because they never get in. They only make up for like one percent of the popular vote, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, but, I agree that if you're going to vote for someone, vote for someone, regardless of how much, you know, get of a um, uh, of a percentage of the votes they're going to get. Well, but and, if you disagree with the entire system, why vote? Because there's got to be someone there who also disagrees with the current setup of the system. What if or, there isn't? But there are plenty of times when that is true, like that just everybody's running for their own personal gain and you don't agree with anyone. This, this, is my, this is my thought to you, okay? How many, how many people can you name that everything they promised, they did? Nobody. You like, know why? Nobody. Because it's not fucking possible... But the whole point of it is, it's a giant fucking popularity contest, and it's becoming more and more like that. And I'm sorry, I know it's not a popular opinion, but you know what? It's, it's honestly, it, but it's my opinion, and that's okay. Again, it's, you're allowed to no. think and do how you want to do, and why I don't is because I'm not going to... I don't feel it's appropriate that if I don't agree with someone, I should support them. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's like, that's honestly, that's like, that's like, uh, say, say for instance, okay. Say like the, uh, the Nazi agenda was really big. Okay. Right now. <laughs> let's, let's just, let's just say, let's just fucking paint a picture. Like I always talk about. Okay. Let's paint a fucking picture. Okay. The Nazi agenda is huge, but I disagree with that. Okay. That I disagree with that, but they're like, can you hand out these flyers? And I'm like, you know, I don't really agree with this, but okay. That's, I'm, I'm supporting a person I don't agree with and just throwing my vote towards the nearest fucking breathing person. And I just, if I don't agree with them, I don't feel like it's right that I support them. It's, it's not, it's not genuine. 
and I and I don't want to be a, a disingenuous person. And don't get me wrong, I believe that it is a amazing right, amazing that we have the ability to vote. I think that's incredible. A lot of places don't. I oh. think I think it's an incredible right, and I'm very happy and very proud to have that right. But I'm also very proud to be true mm. to myself and be a genuine person and throwing away to a vote or voting for a random fucking person when honestly my life is short. I feel like I want to enjoy it. And that's just something that I don't want to delve so far into. It's well, just how it is. That's uh, who I am. I, I hear a lot of people talk about like, if you don't agree with anybody, right? Like what happens if you don't like anyone? But the thing is, it's very like you're never going to find a perfect candidate that you agree everything no. with but along those same lines you're never going to find the perfect bad candidate that you disagree entirely with all of them well, right that's never going to happen you're going to there's going to be somebody that stands for at least some of what you stand for we we just spent like the last half hour to 40 minutes talking about how having strong opinions are important and I think that even the choice not to participate is an important decision. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Roland Roland gets it. And it's here's the thing. It's not that I disagree with everyone. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, is I don't get involved because I don't agree with it. And maybe people can call me wrong for that, but it's just, it's something I do and I think that's okay. Uh -huh. Again, it's okay to have a choice. It's like, it's, it's, you take it with the good and the bad. It's, I, that's I, life. I don't know. I might have to go to the UN about it. Good. You should <laughs> be like, this fucking guy won't vote. What well, the fuck's with that? And, you know, we also spent a good deal of time talking about how, like, trying to uh, influence other people's decisions and their ability to do things is a terrible thing. The... no. Trying to influence other people is not a terrible thing. Trying to coerce them is. Sorry, that's... Yeah. It, it's a... Yeah. Just th that's what I meant. <laughs> but, like, telling somebody that, you know, they don't have a choice not to vote isn't correct. Well, they'll, they'll hopefully always have a choice. I think it's the wrong one. But, uh, but you know what the beautiful, but you know what, yeah, that's the beautiful thing is you're allowed to think like that exactly. and say that. And you won't go to jail for it. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and like, that's the thing is like, I, I definitely disagree with your opinion on, on voting, but the thing is, I'm not going to sit there and, and tell you that you have to, or <laughs> tell you that you're some fucking white male shit Lord for not doing it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, you know, and it, it's funny because like people have said this about Roland and I because we argue and disagree about a lot of things. All the time. <laughs> and, and like it comes down to the point where like people probably think we fucking hate each other sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes we do, I think. <laughs> but it's like we're still really good friends, even though yeah. we do disagree very fundamentally on a lot well, of like, things. What how interesting would our friendship actually be if we agreed on everything? Or, it, or agreed on like Mostly it, anything. If we agreed on everything, I think we'd just spend all of our time watching Netflix and that'd be about the end of it. Chill and Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and chill. I, uh, I think we need to put this topic to rest, though. I, I we, we've we already covered two topics. It's, this it's been a while. I think we, we, uh, we need to take our five minutes and... We and like took a right turn at Albuquerque and <laughs> we completely changed direction. We ended up into uh, politics and uh, started on, on the abuse of social justice and now we're into politics. So yeah. we're on a good we're on a good run today. Yeah. It's but, uh 
Yeah, I, 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 I need at least a drink of water or something. So okay. ditto. I, I need how, a break. How about we play cars? Political segment. <laughs> oh God, is that yeah. today? That yeah, is today. That is today. Oh my goodness. Do okay. It. So towel rolling fan. I can write that. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh my God. A towel rolling fanfic. I would probably be dead at the end of it. I think. Well, you've already got the <laughs> they hate each other, which actually means they're desperately in love <laughs> thing going on. So we're one step yeah. in the right direction. Have, have I ever mentioned that I really hate that trope? <laughs> the whole come on man don't you remember like elementary school no it, just like thinking about like devin devin lee's fucking uh, let, semi-abusive relationship let, let's put that one to bed <laughs> i think we've had our time with that yeah, one yeah so um yeah I, the usb is actually plugged into there so what i'll get you to do is just play it on this pc because this pc it'll actually play through the speakers will it yep so if i push a button Good evening, ladies and gents. Uh, my name is Carr. For those of you who have been listening to Unfurled since way back in the 1.0 days, I was an irregular co-host uh, kicking around. Now, especially thanks to some prompting, proding, and otherwise uh, poking from Vox and the other members of Unfurled, I'm actually going to be coming back to do a hopefully regular political and kind of news segment specifically for the show. I figured especially now was going to be a very good time to do it because here in Canada, we're in the middle of an election. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, the election is Monday, October the 19th. Uh, as of the night I'm recording this, uh, it's the night of September the 28th. We've got three weeks left to go in this campaign. So I figured it was going to be especially important for me to kind of get this part going uh, well before the election wraps up, give everybody a chance to get a little bit more informed, uh, and for those of you who are listening from abroad, to basically keep up with the bullshit. So, uh, again, we're in the longest election campaign in very recent or not so recent history here in Canada. Normally, our election campaigns are a couple of weeks, a month, give or take, long. This one's been going on since August. Uh, in fact, it was since the August long weekend when uh, Prime Minister, or then Prime Minister Harper, dropped the, uh, the writ and dissolved Parliament, sending us into an election, the longest one in recent and not so recent memory. Uh, now, one of the big significant parts about that, and one of the things that a lot of people have been uh, pissed off about who pay attention, is it allows for Harper to take advantage of some of the big election uh, laws that he changed in his parliament right before this election was called. Uh, the big one within the uh, Elections Act actually extends the amount of money that a party is allowed to spend during a campaign by the day. Now, conservatives, traditionally being backed by big businesses, corporations, and the generally more wealthy populations of the country, not to say exclusively, of course, does mean that the conservative government had a larger war chest going into this. The conservative party had a longer, a larger war chest to use. And they've already been using that to run these, you know, Justin's just not ready ads or attack ads on the other candidates and the other uh, parties, even before the election was called, which is really odd to be running anti-party ads when you're not even in an election. But that's another matter entirely. Uh, the big thing that I kind of want to pay attention is, is stuff that's going to be a little bit more recent. Stuff will be a little bit easier for folks to kind of do their own research on. So uh, a couple of the really big things that have been happening with the election in the last week or so is we've had now two big debates in just the last couple of days. There's actually been a total of four debates so far with a fifth one coming up. Uh, I don't have the uh, dates or the exact times for those handy. But a, a debate we just had tonight was the one on entirely foreign policy. It was one of the uh, Monk debates uh, hosted by kind of a prominent uh, political advocacy group in Canada. Basically stood up uh, the four main leaders and had them have a go at one another. 
Uh, I do highly recommend that you actually try and find one of the exchanges between uh, Trudeau and Harper that would come out this evening because it's rather amusing just watching these two guys just start screaming at one another. Uh, and for good reason. Uh, specifically, the, the clip I'm thinking about here is it was a debate on a recent bill, again, that was passed, uh, C-24, which basically gives the government the right to revoke someone's citizenship if they are tried and found guilty of terrorism-related charges. Now, wherever you stand on uh, terrorism or uh, what should be done to those who are found guilty of it, one way or the other, notwithstanding, the idea of stripping somebody's citizenship for anything, and this is actually a point that uh, Trudeau made, is it kind of devalues this citizenship for everybody in the country when you can arbitrarily just take it away if you do something that a government doesn't like. Now, as far as reasons go, terrorism isn't a bad one to go and decide that you're going to kick someone out of the country. But at the same time, that's also why we have jails. That's why we have a criminal justice system. If we just decide that we're going to start stripping someone's citizenship because they maybe have done something that the current government in power doesn't like, that steps on some really dangerous grounds, no matter who's in power. Uh, and again, it opens some doors for some other things you can do, again, depending on who's in power. Uh, it's also going back to one of those things that happened earlier this year. Uh, basically, it's Bill C-51. Uh, again, for those who don't know or have either been living in or under a rock or outside of the country, that's our anti-terrorism bill. That's our Patriot Act. Uh, after the attacks that happened last year uh, in Ottawa on Parliament Hill, uh, there was a huge fervor of anti-terrorism fear built up in the country, and the conservatives took full advantage of it. And they immediately started writing this version of the Patriot Act, nice, made, custom-built in Canada, handed a lot more powers over to CSIS, our spy agency, to be able to start going after Canadians, which is not something that's normally supposed to be done in their mandate. That's like the CIA going after Americans. They're not supposed to do it. Not that it stops them anymore, but who's counting? Uh, the biggest thing with that here is that it also is giving more powers for them to, and I quote, disrupt activities. Now, again, the problem is with the entire C-51 bill is it was very, very vaguely written. Very vague. One of the big things with that is that it, again, kind of lets whoever's in power potentially wield it for how they'd like. Now, again, there's that argument, well, that's why we have all these checks and balances with the courts and everything. But again, the courts are only able to interpret the law as written. They can put in some interpretation, but by and large, their job is there to make sure that the laws are being followed. When you've got such a vaguely, brutally indistinct law that's been written, it really, really makes it difficult to prevent abuse of that same law. Uh, with Bill C-51, uh, the NDP have already vowed that they would outright strip it down. Uh, the liberals have said they would definitely adjust it or certainly revisit it, but no outright striking it down. Now, the liberals were also ones who voted in favor of C-51 when the bill went through Parliament, whereas the NDP just flatly said, no way in hell. Uh, of course, the conservatives being the conservatives and it being their bill, they shoved it through as quickly as they could before anybody was really able to stop it, even though everybody and their mother said, you know, this bill this is not such a good idea. Maybe we should look at it again. So with the security debates tonight, a lot of that was revolving around what to do about uh, anti-terrorism, what to do about ISIS, what to do about all this stuff. Again, if uh, you're more interested in seeing more, a lot of these clips or extended sections have been posted on a lot of different places online. Uh, you can definitely look at, I believe it was on YouTube, has been some sections were then put up, as well as the CBC website.
Now, the politics of this politics of fear, this politics of these bad men on other places are coming to get all us nice Canadians that the conservatives have been playing lately. It's been a part of a shifting game plan in theirs for the last uh, week or so. It started uh, in the French language debate earlier this week when there was an enormous amount of de- uh, time in this French language debate given to the debates around the uh, niqab and around uh, burqas and things like that. Uh, part of this has been a larger strategy that's been used by actually somebody who's changed on the Harper staff lately. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a gentleman by the name of Lyndon Crosby was hired by the Conservative Party to go and basically be their campaign manager. Now, and not to be confused with any particular hockey players, uh, Lyndon Crosby is actually a gentleman who is famous for helping Conservative governments win elections. Uh, conservative parties win elections, I should say. Now, with that, he is famous at energizing Conservative bases, read as racist, fear-mongering assholes, and really, really good at slipping in little tiny hint words here and there into a campaign that basically anybody outside of extreme conservative base voters wouldn't really pick up on. There was a couple of slips in uh, some of Harper's most uh, recent debate clips or things like that, where almost us versus them rhetoric started coming out. Things like, oh, those refugees versus us nice homegrown Canadians. Using language like um, terrorism or uh, jihadists or extremists versus uh, other more neutral terms and constantly using those sort of, ooh, big scary ISIS boogeyman kind of language to sort of just really just subtly nudge people closer into that, well, maybe there are these scary things out here and maybe I should be voting for the people that'll really protect us from them. Just in case anybody's keeping track, you're also more likely to be killed by a moose than a terrorist in Canada. Just in case you're keeping score. But uh, this Lyndon Crosby guy has been definitely helping the conservatives shift their playbook into more of this fear-mongering, more of this scary rhetoric. And the even scarier part is it seems to be working. Now, with the recent polls that have been coming out, uh, they've been pretty much on track that all three of the major parties, the conservatives, the liberals, and the NDP, have all been pretty much keeping pace with one another across the, the country's popular vote. Right now, if the election were to be called today, it's pretty much up in the air. And it's looking like it's going to stay like that right up until the day of the election. Uh, the Bloc and the Greens are back there, and, and God bless Elizabeth May, she's trying to hold on, but when you're up against three very powerful personalities like Trudeau, Mulcair, and Harper, it's a little tough to play ball. Uh, Ducep, eh, no one gives a damn. Especially out here in Alberta. But, you know, he can try. The big thing with this, though, is that it's also bringing into a big problem this idea of vote splitting. Now, again, for those who aren't really aware, Canada has a first-past-the-post election system. You're not actually voting for the prime minister you want, you're just voting for your local candidate. Whatever party gets the most uh, number of candidates in the House, they form the government, generally. And we won't worry about things like coalitions or whatnot, but long story short, guy gets the most seats, he's the government. The problem is with this idea of vote splitting is that let's say you've got a riding where 34% people vote conservative, 33% vote NDP, 33% vote liberal. Conservative candidate gets the most votes in that riding. It's the conservative candidate that wins, even though two thirds of the people who are in the area that he lives and the area he's representing couldn't care less if he was the one representing them. If that sort of a pattern repeats across the country, we could end up handing Harper another enormous majority. Because while there's a lot of people in the country who don't like Harper, none of them seem to be able to make the mind their main their make their minds up over who they want to replace him, and this could end up with a really really dangerous thing. In that again, 
Harper could, like the, every other government uh, that he's formed, end up forming the majority of the House of Commons and thus have all of the power with less than the majority of the people who even wanted him there in the first place. Now, there's some resources out there for folks who are interested in trying to solve this. Uh, there's a movement out there called Vote Together. Uh, their website is votetogether.ca, and they're dedicated to being able to help people find who is in the lead in their riding and who's the most likely to defeat a Harper candidate. I definitely recommend that if you've got friends or family members who, again, like myself, and total disclaimer, I am certainly not voting for Harper in the coming election, uh, who do want to see him gone but aren't sure how they can best help to do it, definitely look at resources like uh, VoteTogether.ca, Some of Us, and other things like that, where you can go and actually build up participation and try and vote strategically. You might not like the person in particular you're voting for in your riding, but if it means beating out the conservative candidate in your riding, it might just be worth doing. If nothing else, it's the lesser of two evils. And at this point, we could use a lot less evil in Parliament. Uh, again, just keep in mind, the election is on October 19th. You've got three weeks from the night I'm recording this, less than three weeks from the day this is actually going to air on Unfurled. So definitely make sure that you're talking to people about getting out there and voting. And do not give me that crap about how not voting is uh, expressing your voice in itself, because at the end of the day, the people in power do not care if you didn't vote. They don't care if you didn't vote. They just care about whether or not they got in power. And getting people, especially of us younger generations, us 20-somethings, us guys that were born in the 80s, born in the 90s, that are just coming up to voting age, and who actually care about the way our country is going, if we don't start voting, they're going to keep targeting people that are a lot older than us and seem to care a lot more about our country, even though we're the ones that are going to be stuck living in it for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years. If you have any questions, of course, you can mail the main Unfurled box. That's us at unfurled.net, us at unfurled.net. Just put in the subject line for car, for politics, anything like that, and I'll definitely be making sure that I'm taking a look at those. I'll be reading out some questions next week and continuing with coverage over this last week of what's been going on. Thank you again for listening, and enjoy the rest of Unfurled. And we're back. But, but none of you are ready. <laughs> Welcome to un the, the quickly scramble to get your headphones and grab your microphone podcast. What do you mean quickly? I'm not doing anything fast. <laughs> He's very slow. Yeah. That's, that's what post editing's for, and the live stream people can just deal with it. Yep. Yay. See, Eternal Squirrel's back. I think Hooray. after the uh, episode, we're going to need to play Stab the Towel. No. <laughs> yeah. I like so, that game. Adam, you said that you had a thing to talk about. I do, but do we have time? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we totally do. Oh, okay. We don't have to talk about it quite as long. <laughs> no, it's. I just. I just wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate. Okay, so again, so I. I'm bad for this, and I'm sorry. I'm. I'm like a. Yeah, I'm an ADD kid. It's. It's. It's how it is. Um. But anyway, in the chat. Uh, Car for for those who are listening later, uh, your jobs aren't important as as Vox said. Fucking yeah. um, <laughs> the stream, Jesus Christ! Nothing is more important than right now listening to all of our babble, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> our amazing, amazing bullshit. Um, no, I don't hate you. Life I, is I, short. Listen to Unfurled. I can I can never hate. Um, Car just wrote in, and uh, apparently after my my little rantables, he said that I'm going to hate him. And you know what the, the beauty of it is? Just as I told Tal, just as I would tell anybody 
that ever made an opinion, that's amazing. You should think for yourself. You should have an opinion. You should do what you want to do. I mean, we're we're all big boys, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, we've said it before in the old Unfurled. We haven't actually really said it in this one yet, but we are here to discuss, you know, talk and share our opinions. Yes. Right? They may not always agree, right? Which you just experienced. Exactly. And there may be some energy behind it because when you have opinions, people get passionate. We don't want to tell you what to think. We don't want to tell each other what to think. We're just here to discuss, like, we kind of want to tell people we're, what we're to think. We're here to s- kind of convince each other there, of our own personal points. Yes. I think the subtle difference is we're not going out and being like, no, your opinions are wrong, ours are correct. We're saying, if you don't agree with us, we think you're pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's just an opinion, right? You can't yeah. enforce it down other people's throats. Yeah. So, like, again, we, we want most of all to encourage people to think and for you know, themselves analyze mostly. the world around them critically themselves and not just sit there and let it be spoon fed to them yeah yeah don't don't believe everything you hear don't believe everything you see if you sit Take there and let opinion if you sit there and let people spoon feed you you vote for trump anyway you were saying adam okay so that's i'm sorry i promise i promise next week i will have a happy oh i have a happy thing to talk about it's, yeah I, th- I think we need something to uh, contrast this particular episode well we'll get to your your uh con uh, report that's true it's it, it's you know it's true it's it sucks to but you know sometimes if it's a good topic even though if it's kind of a depressing or sad or morose topic it's it's still a good topic you know the, this this kind of bleeds into what we were talking about before and that not everything is sunshine and rainbows and no it needs to be talked about to some degree yeah it's it's good to be it's good to be heavy once in a while it really is but um okay so uh recently um, I believe it was in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, it was about two weeks ago. Um, in my neighborhood, uh, there was a there was a young boy actually struck by a vehicle and killed. Um, he was a he was a sixteen year old. Um, and I say young, yeah, but you know it's still pretty young. I mean, that's yeah. before the prime of your life. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, and you know, a, as sad as this was, um, I, I have some I have some inherent, and I want to know like people's opinion. That's the whole point of of talking about this. I, I really want to know if, you know, what other people's views on this would be. Um, now after, after the incident happened, um, they, uh, they've set up like a, like a little candlelight vigil and, you know, uh, kids from the school he went to were like, uh, bringing, uh, little items like teddy bears and yep. hanging lanyards and things like that. Uh, right in the center, kind of the center cement medium, uh, it's, there's a little grassy part with a line of trees right in the middle of the road. Oh, where like, he was like, a, like a boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, he was, I guess he wasn't in a crosswalk and, you know, there, there's many factors to that, but the, it was really sad, but the one particular part that got me, got me, uh, notably upset is that, um, a couple days afterwards, I wasn't aware this happened. I actually had to look it up because of what happened next. Um, there were signs put up um, right along right along the boulevard there. And um, talking about how it's like, you know, the first one is like, uh, slow down. Um, and then the next one was like, get off your phone. 
Yep. And then and like real good, powerful stuff. Okay. You know, awesome, awesome stuff. I think, you know, they're sending out a good message. And then it was like, you know, our community needs to unite. And then there was another one further down and it says to, you know, to uh, keep our kids safe. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's good. That's powerful. And then I kept driving and the signs kept going. And the next one was how many children have to die? And then the next one was till you make us your priority, Mayor Nenshi. Oh my oh God. God. What? And <clears throat> I flipped my lid in my oh car. My fuck. How do you go? How do you go from that telling people, hey, get off your phone, hey, do this, hey, do that, to a good, solid, like, clean message, to blaming someone. The mayor. This is is how I described it to to a friend of mine. This is how I described it. This is, and I I apologize, this hits a little home for you, so I'm not directing this towards you. This was obviously out of, okay, this is like... This is like getting fired from your job, going home and saying, fuck you, grandma. It's your fault. Yeah. That's well, exactly <laughs> what that's doing. Well, it, it, that is complete fucking bullshit, right? It's another, it's more that fucking blaming people who have absolutely no power to fix these problems. Like a, a kid died and that's tragic, but I'm sorry. It happens a lot. People get hit by cars. They do. But like well the the, the the mayor can't fix it no and the, <laughs> and the meat of the the meat of the fact is that i looked up i looked up into the details cuz you know what maybe something was going on maybe you know i was like well maybe i don't know the speeds the speed is still residential speed there's a there's a playground zone directly after the boulevard um and people usually aren't flying through there and you know it's the all the details of the crash were um, they had no idea if the kid was distracted or not. They said that definitely could have been, definitely could have been a factor. He could have been texting. He could have been, it's hard to tell, right? Yeah. Like they didn't, uh, he could have been texting. The, the lady was going under the speed limit. She wasn't, she wasn't on her phone. She wasn't on anything. Uh, they say that because it was early in the morning, right? Uh, there's a park right there in front of you while you're driving into that area. And the sun in that time of the morning comes right up over there and is blinding, blinding bright. Yeah. And they said that could have been a definite factor. The, the kid didn't use a crosswalk. He very well could have jaywalked. He was, he was flying across the road. He might not have looked. There's a million, there's a million reasons why this happened. And ultimately it comes down to shit happens. But I feel like there's the, the issues behind it is they've put up signs. Okay. Now that's distracting driving drivers more. Yep. I find myself looking more at those signs than at the appropriate roadway. And I'm sure other people have too. I mean, yeah. when you first look at them, I mean, you don't read them now, but I mean, it's, it draws the eye. And now kids are jaywalking to get to the area where they have the candlelight vigil at <sighs> all hours of the night wearing dark clothes. And I, it's, it's the, the opposite of the message you want to send. Yep. Yeah. And see, the, the biggest thing that this annoys me is it's appropriating a tragedy to to For make a political statement or to make any kind of statement. Yeah, exactly. Right? This is hijacking tragedy, and this happens all, all the, the time, time, and it is, it's absolute bullshit. It's never okay. No, it isn't, right? This, this is a life that has been snuffed out, and if the community had gotten together and put up these signs and stopped, 
right? You know, the community needs to band together. Great. That's a message of solidarity in his, you know, in the honor of the, the person who's been killed. Yeah. But like using this, I, I want to know, like, did the whole community get this together or was this one person yeah. who well, threw it out? And I have to wonder, like, what are they expecting the mayor to do? Oh, like, yeah. Like, like I mean, did, have they been petitioning the city to lower the speed limit in that area? Like, what was the speed limit in that area? It's 50. 50. It's residential speed. And right. And again, this was very, very close to a playground zone and people can't speed. Actually, right at the end of the boulevard where you turn where the T intersection is, it starts a playground zone before the turn. So it wasn't even that far away from a playground zone. Yeah. It's speed is low. It's not. And they said it wasn't a factor. A lot of things weren't factors. Yeah. yeah. And like people get killed at 30 anyway. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. If someone's going right down 30 and hits a, a kid crossing the street, not paying attention, you just as easily could kill them. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing is like, this happens. I like it, it sucks. You it's know, terrible, it, 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 you know, people die getting hit by cars many, many times every day. I, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that within this city, since that happened, someone else has been struck by a car and died just in the couple weeks since that happened. It's like, it's not the kind of thing that the mayor can step in and like wave some fucking magic wand and declare the area a hitting people free zone. Like <laughs> well, well, that's that's what I mean. And 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 Vox hit the nail on the head. It's it's honestly it's just hijacking a tragic event to to spew your own anti-political baloney. And it's yep. I don't think that's and ultimately what would again what would the mayor actually, there's nothing he can do. Again, I go back to my fuck you grandma. It's, <laughs> honestly, that's what it's like. It's blaming somebody that wasn't, that has no involvement whatsoever. You're just looking for somebody to point a finger at. And yep. I, I realize it's an upsetting thing. I under, you know what? I can understand that. Need to wiggle the mouse. I'd love to. I, I understand that it's, that it's an it's a crappy thing. You know what? It's it's awful. And I understand, you know, a lot of the times people mistake, you know, hurt for hate and vice versa. And people have trouble, you know, initially with those kind of emotions. You know, I, I get that. But the the point of it is is to not I mean, that's that's a little that's a little bit far. Bullshit. Like yeah. yeah. And then and then by doing those things exactly exactly reversing the exact things again putting up signs that distract people from looking at said crosswalks that need to be kept safe <laughs> and you need to be watching what you're doing and yep. a sign that says watch what you're doing well that actually reminds me of um uh it, of all people it was daniel tosh on one of his stand-up bits where he was talking about how uh one of his things was he was saying that a girl in his neighborhood got hit by a car and died and he, and what he said was like reactive as our society is, they put in speed bumps and he couldn't help but think what a horrible way <laughs> to remember <laughs> the, yeah. as parents driving down that road where your kid got hit and boom, boom. Yeah. Every time you're fucking... going down that road. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's, yeah. But, oh. it, but it's true. Like that kind of shit happens, right? No. We're, we're a reactive society. Uh, we, I know we how really we can are. fix this. We can just make all roads every 12 feet to have the speed bumps in my complex. Yeah. That, oh. That'll fix all problems. Yeah. But it'll cause so many automotive problems 
problems, but take away from pedestrian <laughs> a collision problems. Hummer could not get over your, the speed bumps in your area. You need straight up Canyon Arrow in that. <laughs> like, God it's, damn. Yeah, I, I've heard your car bottom out more than once, Tell. And, oh, then, yeah. and like, <laughs> I, I like stop and like pull forward and he's like <laughs> along the fucking bottom. It's. Like, I'm not going fast, and if, yet... If you haven't guessed, the speed bumps in my complex are ridiculously tall. Like, I have a, a Ford Escape... SUV. And, you know, in the SUV, and I bottom out if I go too fast, but any car that's, like, slightly shorter will bottom out if they aren't even trying. Yeah. No, like, literally, I fit. I if I put more than one passenger in my car... I can literally just stop and and like look underneath and I'm touching and like I can just like pull forward at half a kilometer and it's just like <laughs> along the bottom of my car. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's it's pretty horrible being yeah. in the car and being like, oh, what's happening? What's <laughs> happening? <Yeah. laughs> anyway, Roland. Uh, Roland, cheer us up, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I I need like please, a minute. Please tell us that your con was not depressing as fuck. No one died, right? All right. Well, they good didn't news. Put in speed bumps. Good news. It wasn't. I'm not sure. And uh, <laughs> it it starts with a with a wonderful story about how Roland made the con. Oh. At all. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Um, every con Roland, every con something happens. Yep. And, and so this one starts at uh, five in the morning. Now, the funny thing about this story is that it was supposed to happen at four in the morning. Oh, uh, so God. The, I, I, I actually, it was immediately after we recorded last week, I went home and I'm like, okay, I need to get to bed. And, um, I did so. And, uh, there, there was a friend staying in from Vancouver. So we had set each other's alarm because he was going to drive me. So I set my alarm for four. He set his alarm for four and we were going to be each other's backup. Yep. But his was for okay, Pacific? So we'll get to that part. <laughs> my alarm doesn't go off. His alarm is set for, for Pacific time. It goes off at 5. Oh, beautiful. My, my flight boards at 5.55. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he comes barging into the room, and I wake up, and I look towards my clock, and it's 5. I'm like, oh, fuck. And so <laughs> I bound out of bed, he grabs my bags and takes them to the car. I'm getting ready. Like, I have time to do fucking nothing. Like, haven't brushed my teeth, haven't showered, haven't probably haven't even put clean clothes on because they were the closest fucking things to my bed. And we we get out, we get in the car, we start going, and I I start checking my pockets. Oh no. And my one of my pockets is notably flat. I'm like, oh fuck. We need to go back and get my phone. So we go back. We get the phone. I get the phone. I get out of the house and get in the car. And by the time we actually get going, like on the way to the airport, it's 510. Oh, oh my Lord. God. And the, the drive to the airport is a half hour minimum. Wow. And so oh. I am I am looking at my phone, like going, 
okay, it's it's 5.15, okay, it's 5.20, okay, it's 5.25, it's 5.26, it's 5, 5.30. Like, We're still on our way to the airport at 5.30. This is like, please let me have missed daylight savings or some shit <laughs> right now. Yeah, some <laughs> god that be, like, intervene, please. <laughs> and uh, at 5.35, we pull up to the gates, and I don't even care, like, what fucking gate we're looking for. I'm like... If we see Alaska Airlines, great. If we don't, I don't care. Drop me off here. I will find it. And so I, <clears throat> we stop. I say my quick goodbye, go into the trunk, get the bags, run into the gate, like run into the, the airport. I print out my boarding pass because I'd been a good boy and checked in the night before. Mm-hmm. So print out my boarding pass, run to customs, fill out the sheet, go through into the customs line and uh, I was behind like twenty or thirty other people. Oh, yeah. And did they do the thing where they come up and they're like, "If you're for this flight, please come to the front of the line." No. Um, oh. So I, 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 for one reason or another, like um, one of the the ladies in front of me was like, "Oh, does does your flight leave soon?" Because I must have been like really fucking antsy. Like I'm, I'm shaking. I am like. I have, you know, 25, 20 minutes to get to, like, my gate on the other side of customs, on the other side of baggage check, and probably, like, on the other side of the ga- airport to where my gate is. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, my my flight, le- like, it boards in, like, 15, 20 minutes. And so the angels that they were, they're like, oh, please, go ahead of us. And so I did. And then they're like, oh, no, keep going. And so I'm like going, filtering through the line, going like, I'm sorry, my flight leaves in like 20 minutes. Like, can I get through? And so this keeps going. And then I like, I get nervous and like stop because I'm like, I'm cutting in front of like all these people that were more prepared than I was. And the other guy that let me through initially like taps the shoulders of the people in front of me and is like, this, this gentleman's late for his flight. Can he go ahead of you? And so this continues until I get to, like, the front of the line. Like, there are, like, five or six people in front of me at this point. And I go through border. I'm expecting to get searched at this point because I'm in a hurry. I am jittery (laughs) as fuck, and, like, I am tired. The last time I was tired going through customs, I got pulled into secondary screening. Um, And so I go through customs, and I'm in the baggage check line. It's also, like, 20 to 30 people long. And I'm like, ugh, ugh. Oh my god. This this is not happening. Like it is quarter two. My flight boards in ten minutes. And yeah, just then the flight attendant with two other gen or no, sorry, flight attendant, yeah, with two other gentlemen, uh, goes Alaska Airlines boarding for Seattle. And I'm like, yo. And so <laughs> she takes us to the front of the sign-in for baggage check. And then we sort of like mill about at the the back of the line there, you know, just expecting to wait our turn and baggage check, right? No, she comes back and she's like, oh, I thought I'd find you guys here and takes us to the front of the baggage line, like another (laughs) 10 people in front of us. And we get through baggage check and I have time, like I get swabbed, I get everything through, I like throw everything on and I run towards the gate and it is 6.05, and the plane is still boarding. Oh, oh my nice. God. There is no reason 
at all that I should have made that flight. It was, so it was fate. glad you did. Eh? Yes, yeah. some delightful god of fate that day f- smiled upon me well, it, and said, "This man shall pass." I'm actually really surprised because on my flight, when I was going to, uh, this is my flight to like Disneyland with my parents when we were doing that tour of California, going all the places, and I arrived at the airport an hour and a half early. So I was a little late, but not by much. Yeah. Hour and a half early for my flight. And I get in and the, the, the person at the counter wouldn't even let me through. She's like, there is no way you're getting on this flight. I'm like, I'm an hour and a half early before boarding. Like, what do you mean? She, and she, she's like, okay, you see this line here? And there was like a horde of just Asian people lined up and she i was like yeah and she's like yeah the that's the line for customs it had spilled out into the main area Mm -hmm. and come down along the fucking uh like the the concourse the the wait to get through customs was two hours oh my god holy shit and i was like i I thought you're only supposed to get here like two hours early. And she's like, no, like three hours. And I was like, no, how the Uh, the customs sign above, like in the Calgary airport says, do not arrive two hours before your flight. Yeah. So the, I was told that I would have had to arrive at least three hours before my flight because apparently there was like six airplanes going through the states that all went to different parts of asia like china japan all that and everyone was trying to get on these planes so wow that is horseshit yeah i was pretty angry did you manage to get through or did you miss your plane i missed my plane and they they managed to book me uh like standby on another one later on in the day so i got to hang out in the airport for like eight hours (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah, and I, I didn't even want to think about what would happen if I missed that flight. I'm like, you know, I had so many plans for Thursday, like mainly Pike Place Market. Yep. And so the 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 only reason I'm sure I even got close to like coming that close was going through the the kiosk. I didn't speak to a teller. No. And I um. Uh, and that the flight was so early in the morning. Yeah. Like yeah, my no... my two saving graces. I Well, mine was actually at uh, when I was going to uh, Disneyland it was actually at like 5 in the morning. It was definitely what you'd consider like a red eye. It yep. was not wow. So yeah, it was uh it was bullshit. So pro tip, show up fucking early for your plane. Like, yeah. like fucking early. <laughs> well, I like, and and that like there's no way that is the norm. No. Like no. And like I said, like customs in Calgary will not let you through more than two hours prior to your flight. I think they were making an exception for people at that point. But. Well, definitely. Yeah. Like, well, you, you get in line. By the time you actually cross by customs, it is two hours to your flight. Like, yep. So other than getting there, how was the con, though? Yeah. So uh, as I was mentioning, on the first day, we went to Pike Place Market and I was with like six other friends and uh the yeah this lady just on the way to pike place in the middle of the street like 
dead smack in the middle of the street in the crosswalk shouting, you're all going to die, faggots. The black guy walking by muttering like the same thing over and over and over to himself. And the little old lady with the walker or the cross tape to it. Like this isn't the first 10 minutes of like actually being in downtown Seattle. <laughs> like these, these things all happened literally at the same time. <laughs> I was like, this is an anomaly. <laughs> I don't remember Seattle being this God-fearing. It, it, I don't. If the news is to be believed, at least of what I've seen of American news, the entirety of America is the Bible Belt, and uh, ev everyone is either uh, very God-fearing or gets kicked out. At least that's what American media tells yeah. me. You know what? When I was in Seattle, I don't know. I I can honestly say it was it was nothing but a good time and the closest the closest thing to religion was the oh my god peaches, which which were the which was the best peach I've ever like, eaten. And and the story about Pike Place Market doesn't even end there. I mean, like we went and did our usual touristy thing. Cheese. We bought delicious cheese curds. <laughs> We bought like lovely lavender apple cider. It was delicious. And we uh, we were sitting down to enjoy our apple cider. And beside us was um, like this Asian magic man. <laughs> and he was like, he was t doing something like paying to, to go to classes or, and like performing street trick. Mm. I, I say trick because he only had one. And that was like the, the rope cutting trick. So you cut the uh, rope and then you uh, like put it back together. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing that and we were, we were watching and we were going to donate money because like, we were like, Oh, magician, like street magician, let's go watch the street magician. And then we like saw him performing for some other tourists. So like, let's not go to the street magician because <laughs> we already literally saw his one trick. <laughs> so, and, uh, as we're sitting, enjoying our apple ciders, this guy, with a bud just comes up and sort of starts waving it at us. Like just for sale had this bud <laughs> and we're like, okay, you know where you are, right? I can like go down the street and buy that. Like, and not from some sketchy fucker looking for like his next hit. Did he look like the Douglar selling jello shots? Uh, no, he wasn't wearing a trench coat nor flip flops. Oh, okay. But he, he was, he was very scraggly and, uh, and probably looking to score something. Um, and then what else? Oh yeah, when we were in the comic book store, we started hearing like music, right? We started hearing like Game of Thrones and uh, some other video game music, like I think some Zelda tunes, and uh, it was an accordion. So we come out of the the mall, and we look down, and there's this man in a, like, you know, like the horse head mask, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a bird version of that one. And he was, <laughs> he was paying the accordion, playing the accordion and had like a big sign. It's like paying off my student loans or something like that. Oh, my God. And it, it was just Pike Place. What Like that, that day, that moment, Pike Place was like the most magical place on earth. <laughs> I know the times I've went there, I had a m magical time. Apparently, I need to go to this place. I just need to go there. To, you, to yeah, RF. you do. Like, it's great. Like, to, to either RF, or I do wholly recommend, like, going to Seattle, taking the time just to enjoy the sights, because they have the Underground City Tour. A lot of their buildings are, like, built into the... Like, they were... 
built at a time when the city was sinking, right? Mm -hmm. So they built entrances on the second floors of buildings so that when they sunk down, you would just <laughs> they would become the main floor. <laughs> and the main floor then became the basement. Like well, it's that's incredible. Foresight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, the for the the lack of foresight was building it on a foundation of wet sawdust, but yeah. <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> but, but at least they had foresight for their lack of foresight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they were smart enough. To, like, it was a very ingenious way to rectify the situation, and I appreciate that. I yep. I have one I have one question about Seattle for you. Yeah. How did you like the fuck you pigeons? Like they they seriously couldn't give a fuck and i know you don't like that but just like <laughs> they they don't they don't want they don't move like they're not like birds here where you walk and they're like oh, oh people and they fly away birds there go what you walk up to them and they're like is there a problem and you're like no sir and you step <laughs> around them <laughs> no they own they own pike place market <laughs> like, i i didn't notice any like very belligerent pigeons but uh i am from the east coast and on the on the docks and the wharves yeah pigeons rule yeah. because there's food everywhere and people don't hurt them so yep they have no reason to fear us. You step around them. Like you have to step over them because they just don't, they're not like, oh, I'll get out of your way. They're, they're, they're like, like the, they're like the majestic Dodo. Like <laughs> you could probably pick one up and just be like, what's up, man? They're, they're a veritable gang in Seattle. <laughs> like they're the pigeon, they're the pigeon tough. So like. did anything like notable happen at the actual con part of the con? So at the actual con, um, it was really just a, very very pleasant experience a very fine contrast to the last couple that i went to where i wasn't in the best headspace um like i was employed i had you know money i had a budget <laughs> uh, which just sort of made everything better um i got to talk with a lot of old friends meet a lot of new ones i got to there's some friends that uh were local to the area and then weren't and then were again so i got to see them um we had the the Coyote Awards for which uh, Voice Spider uh, won one for Abandoned Places, which I was in. Nice. We had a we had a book release that uh, Ocean was a part of for Abandoned Places. He shared the stage with Ryan Campbell for uh, I forget what book it was. It's the second one of his God of Clay series and uh, another shorter like one off kind of thing. Uh, so we got to listen to the readings for that. Uh, got to talk. Uh, actually, got to share um, airport mishap stories with Kyle Gold. That was kind of fun because <laughs> he was telling me about the time he was going to uh, when when he and Kit were like still getting to know each other. They were going to a um, a show that he was supposed to land like an hour and a half early, and then they were going to drive and. Um, I, I think it was uh, the airline had screwed him at some point, and so he ended up like saying "fuck." I think it was "fuck United," and uh, it went over to like another airport kiosk. Was like, "What would it take to get me to here by this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's like sixty dollars." He's like, "Sold," and so <laughs> that was fun. Um, bought some books and had had the Fangs and Fonts panel and our honorary annual uh, Shit Writer Say panel. Nice. Which was a lot of fun. Um we we had uh running mouth for our uh our fangs and fonts panel. 
What's that? Uh, it's it's my nickname for him. Oh. Um, because whenever anybody had something to say, he also had something to say, and it was more important. <laughs> uh, or he was just really oblivious. Like you could see, like it was like a um a collage of like disdained faces, like people glaring, people rolling their eyes, people just like pretty much like ripping whatever papers they had in their hand. Oh. Uh, lots of good food and 13, uh, lots of good food. 13 coins is always good. Um, went to that, uh, that barbecue chicken place, which is really good. Um, yeah, generally like very, very good experience. Um, I missed but heard of a lot of the uh, mishaps that happened at the yeah, hotel. I was going to say the one going around <laughs> so, the, well, the Twitters was the guy walking around in just a diaper. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, in addition, uh, the, the hot tub was out of commission by the first night. Um, <laughs> just don't. Rumor rumor is that somebody was drunk in the hot tub and got kicked out and were belligerent and came back later that night, stuffed towels in the filter, and blew a pump. Wow. Awesome. Uh, yep, that was awesome. Oh, one of the first things I did when I got into Seattle as well was I went to the Starbucks because I was like, I really want a fucking coffee because <laughs> I haven't had one first. yet. I've I've been on a flight. I'm jittery as fuck. I'm gonna have coffee. So I would go to the Starbucks, order a large coffee. Black. How much do you think it cost? Five dollars. Close. <laughs> it was four thirty-three for a large fucking black, tasteless. Well, not tasteless, bitter and burnt coffee. And that that's like <laughs> six and a half dollars here. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's four. That's four dollars American. Yeah, Whoa. like I paid like five fifty for that coffee. Oh my god, it 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 was disgusting. Like, and I never went back to that Starbucks again. Yeah, just not worth it at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wish I could have gone, but yeah. Well, maybe we should all try and go next year. I, I think that, maybe we should. I think the unfurled crew should attend RF next yeah. year. That's a deal. Adam, you gonna come to? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I, I, can, yeah. I can promise you there will be less dicks this time. Oh, whatever. That's, <laughs> that's, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like Moskwa is like uh, advanced level like difficulty of furry. Uh, no, I, I love Moskwa. I, I, don't get me wrong. I fucking love Moskwa, but like there are times that you could just be like, okay, Moskwa, you can put that away now. <laughs> the man, you know what? I can't blame him. The man likes to be free. Yeah. He does. And like, <clears throat> I love how like non-confrontational, non-threatening he can be while doing all the things that he does. <laughs> He's like, a giant bearded man yeah, in a he, kilt. He is an adorable, like... Bear? Yeah, bear of a man. Like, <laughs> yeah, hence Moskwa. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So we're uh, we're running a bit at the mouth. We should... Uh, we should quickly email. Uh, I'll read the first one because it's directed at me. Okay. If that works. That's yep. fair. We'll get a flow going here. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> that, that, that was a long awkward silence <laughs> all right um, i believe that was the point so this one is uh is titled griffin council to lord vox 
And it goes, uh, Dear Lord Vox, you have brought shame to the Grand Council by associating yourself with lesser beings. Uh, a trial has been had in your absence, and it has been decreed that your lordship has been withdrawn. Uh, you will receive your customary compensation, an obligatory slutty fox, <laughs> with within a fortnight. But you've already got car. <laughs> you are getting hit so hard <laughs> I'm, I'm, not gonna be, I'm not going to be loved after that comment uh, you are to return all possessions that symbolize your lordship to the council failure to comply would result in a very unpleasant poking with sticks you have been warned yours truly the griffin council okay so first off you're not my supervisor <laughs> <laughs> and second of off no <laughs> the most second of off you know what shut up <laughs> no you're not the uh, boss of me yep yeah apparently people keep wanting to take my title away so apparently so so is unfurled now trying to usurp the griffin council undermine their power and yes. take over the land I'll, I'll take those posers on yep. <laughs> uh i can take on some fucking birds no big deal unless they're the pigeons from seattle in, in that case, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> All right, Roland. Uh, my email thing is loading here. Give me one sec. Here you go. As everyone <laughs> has you an email device. <laughs> All right, hold on. Would you care for a device? Uh, oh my god, I can just imagine parties in like you know a hundred years where people walk in and it's just like complimentary tablet complimentary tablet anybody instead of like walking around like instead of a cigarette girl walking around you have like the complex electronic device girl walking around just handing out that would be amazing <laughs> handing out ipads and shit i'd like to return my email please it, 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 it just says you, you can read two in all asterisks says cringe hands taco continues to cringe ultra super rant cringe your local taco salesman i i think we uh they're, I think the, we squicked one of our, uh, the, our listeners. They're they're trying to uh, they're, they're they're trying uh, they're, they're trying to <laughs> RP with us through email. If if you want this one, Adam, you you can have it. No, no, I'm just gonna enjoy laughing at this. <laughs> uh, okay, good. <laughs> good evening, Lord Vox, Sir Roland, Squire of Doom, and Fair Maiden Tal. I am a fair maiden. <laughs> I was wondering if you had your PO box set up. <laughs> No. no, they're they're actually really expensive. <laughs> All right, I have an article for you, and it links to Nova Scotia man breaks into Kamloops home, feeds cats, watches TV, and takes a shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's all we really need to know about that, that one. That sounds like an individual that might come from that particular area. Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> but but he broke into Kamloops like as a whole. Like the 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 whole Kamloops, Cam, Cam, all, all of Kamloops. Yep. And for all the Cubs out there, it is a. Just there, do I, do he puts I, a description at the end. Snuggies Diapers has been sued by Kimberly Clark, who owned Huggies. They have rebranded as Tykables. Hmm. Don't be sad, Tal. You can still get them <laughs> under their new name. I, I'll be sure to go look. Erotically yours, Eternal Squirrel. Oh, God. We will never be rid of you. Nope, not ever. All right, Adam. Speaking of Eternal Squirrel, there's, she's saying that they want us to do a, a live show 
at Furry. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Yep. Hmm. All right. Hang on. I don't know if the hotel can handle how much booze I drink at a con during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sure they can. Just, <laughs> just warn them. Just warn them ahead of time. That's, That'd that's go well. Actually, this entire weekend I took to drinking Bacardi on ice. Oh my god. It was fine. <laughs> All right, Adam. Okay. Hey, I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> this is like that fucking episode of Wonder Chosen where the guy does the like reading rainbow sketch where he just sits down and starts fucking reading. <laughs> and the kids are like, hey, aren't you? And he's like, shh, I'm reading. <laughs> That's a good show. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So not one bit of hate. Okay. So typing this during my chemistry uh, recitation. So I will be quick. I was recently introduced to the show from my girlfriend, who has all the podcasts. <laughs> I am still catching up and have yet to listen to the most recent podcasts. Oh, God. Can you just give a shout out to her as Kay as a thank you? Yes, thank Thanks, you, Kay. Kay. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Kay. Thanks for bringing fun and news to people furry and not, and welcome back. P.S. What would you guys classify yourselves politically? <laughs> and, and what do you and what do you think of justin trudeau the u.s seems to love him so real quick voting for trudeau most likely because he the liberals are currently the party with the most momentum in my writing yep I'm, and they're not conservative at the moment i am voting anti-harper because i'm that that's that's what i'm voting yep <clears throat> yep vote for not harper maybe ndp or liberal Yes. I, I might actually just vote against Harper just for the sake of as much as I said yeah. I'm against that, I am much more against yeah. him. See, that's the thing is yeah. normally it takes me a while to figure out who I'm going to vote for. Now it doesn't really matter as long as whoever is the most likely yeah. that isn't See, the blue one. And that's yeah. fair. No, nobody's addressed the real issue that Harper has done a wonderful, wonderful thing. He has encouraged young people everywhere over the age of 18 to get off their ass and vote for and not vote for him. Like, yep. I will say I am so happy because my vote will be directly against him. <laughs> my vote is in Harper's writing and I'm ready to give him the middle finger. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I think that he was at least partially to blame for the reason that Alberta is now a leftist utopia. <laughs> <laughs> so communist farmers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, on to the next email. Uh, this is from, oh, it's from Cake. Oh, that person who we brutalized their name. Hey, cake. Yeah. cake. Well, no, he actually signed it oh, cake. It's signed cake. Okay. <laughs> Yay. So, this is from Lord of Pastries. Um, Greetings, my long lost fuzzies. I'm delightfully thrilled that you've returned from the dead. Oh, how my life was wrought with sorrow, but then came the glorious ear scraping noise <laughs> that is unfurled. Uh, I don't know if that's the definition I'd use. More like I appreciate how eloquently he put it. Wonder, yes. Wondrous siren song, I, I think, would be how I would have phrased that. But anyway, long have I waited, and now my dreams have become reality. Truly, I am very glad to see you guys back in my podcast feed. You guys rock, and I can't wait for episode negative 12, The End of Unfurled. Hey, whoa. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Uh, signed Cake the Grand Master, Grand Meister of Pastry and Desserts. <laughs> it's Grand Meister. Is it Meister? Meister? I thought that was Meister. Grand Meister. It depends. Are Are you German? 
that'll depend on your uh, your pronunciation here. Oh, we forgot to address in the last email, by the way, we have at least a second female listener. Oh. Like, there's at least two of them. Neat. Great, Scott. Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Wait. Yep. Two whole girls. <laughs> well, that's like one least... super girl. <laughs> we don't get very many emails. Uh, from... That's like one super boob. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, thanks for emailing in. As usual, we we appreciate it. We do. Um, you you can you can send us more if you want to at uh, at us at unfurled.net. Yep. That, that's us <laughs> at unfurled.net. Uh, and. Um, I think with that we should quickly end the episode because we're at well over two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I actually have to go home and sleep. You know whose fault that is, Tal. The, I have a job. Okay. I think he's more pregnant for the inflammatory topic. Uh, yeah. Oh. You I, have I'm, a job. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact that you brought up Gamergate and expected it not to go for two, like two and a half hours. Yeah. So I'm going to go and and sleep. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go buy some more vape fluid. I'll be back. I'm going to drink until I forget your first birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go out for a smoke. I'll be back when you're 21. <laughs> Talk to me when you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Call me when you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Miss you already.